Coming up, we'll hear what's in store for Delusion, the Los Angeles Haunted Hayride, and the new Shacktoberfest event in Long Beach. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is day three of our 61-day Hauntathon, counting down to Halloween. Today is Saturday, September 3rd, and there are only 58 days into Halloween. Count down to Halloween by visiting a different haunted house with us daily here on the show. We also have daily videos and even exclusive fan events. Links to everything are in the show notes. Today, 13th Floor Entertainment Group has a large footprint in SoCal. This year, Delusion and the Los Angeles Haunted Hayride are returning, plus the team has a new event in the Queen Mary's Harbor called Shacktoberfest. We'll learn all about each of these events in this panel presentation recorded live during Midsummer Screen. Enjoy. Welcome to Midsummer Scream. 13th Floor Entertainment Group is a force to be reckoned with throughout the haunted attraction industry. The team operates the Los Angeles Haunted Hayride, Delusion, and new for 2022, Shocktoberfest at the Queen Mary. They're here today to share what fans can expect from their Halloween haunts this season. Please welcome your host for this presentation from the evening show on 95.5 KLOS and the nightcap on the CW, Greg Beharrell. My goodness. Well, that is undeserved, as you'll soon find out. Listen, I'm Greg Beharrell. I, I do host the evening show on 95.5 KLOS, but far more important than that, I'm a massive fan of all things spooky season, which I think we all are. Okay, I was hoping you'd say woo. I was. It's going to be nice to be terrified by something that's not the, uh, the news. So listen, we've got a full, a full deck, so let's get right to it. We're going to talk about Delusion. We're going to talk about Hayride. We're going to talk about Shacktober, brand new. Oh, my gosh. So please welcome to the stage. Let's start with the Delusion, folks. John Braver, the creator of Delusion. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Victor Matthew, the sound designer for Delusion. Oh. Ted Doherty, the entertainment director for Hayride. There's Ted. Chris Stafford. Chris Stafford. Yeah. yeah, Chris Stafford is the CEO of 13th Floor. Okay. All right. Now we're going to go in order today. We're going to talk about delusion first, and then we're going to move on to Hay. Yep, yeah, woo woo. And then we're going to move on to Shacktober. So, I'm sorry, we're going to move on to Hayride, then Shacktober. So, full docket, get comfortable, we're going to talk about all things. But first, John and Victor, you brought a little special, a little video. Oh, yes, we did. Should we set up the clip? No. Yeah, let's throw to the clip like My a late night show. These last hours. Why am I here? What is the meaning of life? There's no such thing as death. Feed the soil. Receive my gift. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. Woo. 
Nice guitar. That is... Okay, so obviously, fair to say, and it's not too much of a spoiler here, but there's going to be a cult theme to this yes. year's show. Can you go deeper into the roots of how you got there? Deeper into the cult, yes. This is an era we have not explored. 1974 American cults. Um, and usually it's been turn of the century kind of feel. We still have a bit of that. Uh, this one kind of evolved from... Well, I'll back up a bit. Actually, I, I, I started writing a, a sequel to this thing. I got about 30 pages into it and then threw it away. I was like, this is, this is crap. So, and then I started thinking about, all right, we really need to do something different, get into a different era. So 70s, I started listening to the 70s music and then learned more about the cults and uh, just the, the mind games within that. And I heard about these characters called deprogrammers, which I didn't know too much about. And those are basically, you know, people who pull other people out of cults. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what you are going to be this year, deprogrammers. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very unique show. It's very different, as you can hear even from the music. We never really use, like, rock music here. We had that, like, made for us. So it's got that 70s vibe to it, that era that we all kind of love. Well, I think we all love. I don't know. Do we love oh, the cult yeah, era? Of course. <laughs> and I haven't... I, I don't think I've ever been to a show anywhere, like an interactive show where there's that kind of vibe, that 70s cult vibe. So that's how that... Uh, Started. My, my goodness, Delusion, um, such, a, such a staple. I mean, how many people here have been to more than one Delusion show? Yeah, exa yeah exactly. And if you've never been to a Delusion show, oh my gosh, are you in for a treat when you go Get this out. year? Get <laughs> John, That's my goodness. Okay, well, so what, what was the first m memory you have of Delusion? Where did it begin? What was the spark of Delusion? When did that, when did that start? Uh, that goes back, I don't age myself here, to probably 1996. Wow. Uh, we did a show at my parents' house, and I was a big role-playing games fan. And I think a lot of people know about that, but it's, uh, I wanted to take that world of RPGs and put them into the real world. And so I would bring, I'd create these stories in the house, in my parents' house, kick them out of the house, and then we ended up uh, running a little mini show. It was like a 10-minute show inside the house. So once I saw people going through and actually partaking in a story instead of just being uh, scared and, and having it linger afterwards, then that, that was sort of the spark. So this is something cool. Like people are definitely digging this kind of medium. So. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had a ticket to one of those shows way back when. It would be worth a fortune. <laughs> it cost $2.50. <laughs> Uh, sound, Victor, I'm going to turn to you on this one. Sound is, is almost a character in itself at a delusion show. I mean, what's the psychology of, of sound creation for, for something like this, especially this year with the 70s feel? Uh, sure. Hi, everyone. So <laughs> for sound design, uh, you know, we approach it very much like a film. Uh, so, you know, you got atmospherics, you got sound effects, you got vocals, dialogue and music, and the whole show moves along just like, a, you know, scene by scene, and it's all orchestrated through the sound design that I create alongside John uh, with his uh, tips and, you know. Um, and so, basically, yeah, the actors actually um, trigger, uh, you know, each track that I create, uh, which is timed scene by scene, and uh, that's how the show moves. So it's very crucial that all this, the sound design and the tracks that I create are timed because the whole show, uh, you know, the timing is essential and because we start groups, especially this year, every 10 minutes. So everything wow. needs to be very, you know, tip top and timed out perfectly. So, but I also try to create, you know, really cool sound design uh, elements for you guys. We have a lot of creatures this year, which John's going to talk about a little bit. 
And so having a lot of fun with that and uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, go on the creatures. Oh yeah, yeah, we, we, we need to get back to some creature effects, some live oh. practical creature effects. So we got some really sick creatures this year uh, that will <clears throat> have you soil yourselves most likely. Um, they're terrifying. And so this is, I'm, I'm bringing back Jim Banky, who was uh, our creature effects designer throughout all of Delusion. He did stuff like Pan's Labyrinth and Hellboy and stuff like that. So he's, he's on top of the practical creature suit game. So wow. Vic is creating all these uh, amazing sound designs for these special creatures. And we have a sample for you that Vic can kind of talk through. What do you think? Sure. Why not? We're here. Can we describe it before we play it? <clears throat> um, yeah, why not? Sure. So. Oh, behind the scenes. So we have a, a creature that John uh, called Webster, uh, and it's a spider-like creature. And so temp we have a name, temp name, <laughs> Webster. <laughs> so we have a scene where that creature is attempting to enter a an area that you guys will be in and eventually succeeds to enter that area and will start hiding you and aggressively trying to eat you. So. Aw, who's excited to meet Webster? <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. So listen, you mentioned before, you mentioned, you mentioned, oh, there's Webster, oh. oh no, that's not Webster, that's, that's, no, that's last an, that's year. An, oh, that's some okay. creature from last year. Oh, I remember, lady. oh yeah, that made me jump. She'll Ooh. make a, an appearance this year too. Uh oh. So, so listen, you mentioned, you mentioned a terrifying creature. And this could, the whole panel can speak on this. Are you still able to be terrified by things? I mean, when you make it your world, your, your every day, are you still able, able to be terrified? Or, or is that just like a doctor, you have to normalize it and be like, eh? Uh, I'm, I'm terrified of so many. Oh, wait, is that happening? This <laughs> wait, actually, yeah, we, let's, can, we, can we back up on that question? Because I think they're playing the creature sounds right now. Ooh. Okay, so oh. would you mind if we yeah we go back to the creature? Let's bump it up and <laughs> yeah, let's 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 give them a sample of the creature. Oh, here we go. Sound. We're doing it again. Let's play it louder. College roommate who sounded the exact same way. There's another one, isn't there? Yeah, we do have another sound sample for another scene. Uh, so uh, that's that next one is not so much of a well, it's not so much of a creature, but more of a um, a character that well, something's happening with electricity, and this character is has now gained electric. Types types of powers and is coming after you. So that's kind of the general. If you want to add to yeah. that, spoiler. No, <laughs> I don't want to add to that. <laughs> just... Well, well let, let's talk about the, about the pacing of the show because it's always so fantastic with delusion. The moments are almost constructed like a band set list, wherein your highs, lows. Are you conscious of that as you're as you're creating sound and and writing? 
Uh, yeah, very much so. I mean, pacing is everything in this show. We just think about it as an audience member as you're kind of moving through, even like, just like a movie, like he was saying. We want to make sure you're fully engaged in the experience. So, you know, within, down to the minute, we're thinking about, are you, are you moving quickly? Are you hiding? Are you sitting? Are you standing? And all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's all choreographed within, within the sound design, within the action. Uh, so yeah, pacing in every aspect is extremely important just to make sure that you stay engaged. And, um, and, and stay fully present within the show. Yeah, no, we don't, we always want to have, you know, those quiet moments before the loud mm -hmm. bangs come. So it's just yeah. important to, yeah, you know, kind of like go in curves. Wow. So, so listen, all time, I mean, if we're talking every delusion show, was there a moment that was difficult to pull off, both from a, a practical standpoint and a sound standpoint? What, what was the most difficult thing to achieve in, in any delusion show? Uh, just 2013 show we got shut down. That was difficult to achieve that one, but that, that was a tough one. But no, I'd say technically we, we did a show called His Crimson Queen in 2016. Oh, yeah. Who was that His Crimson Queen? That was awesome. It was yeah. like a vampire show, and we did this crazy scene in this foyer where I just went nuts. I was like, okay, let's. there's a vampire crawling down the wall here. Mm -hmm. The audience walks in. There's a vampire crawling down the wall, and then... Another one comes at you and flies over your head up into the second floor, and then the vampire you're with gets thrown through a wall, uh, and then another one, another vampire comes through the wall with a shotgun, shoots the vampire upstairs on the foyer, mm -hmm. and then there's this whole fight that ensues. You run up the stairs, and then another vampire is on a zip line flying across as you escape into this one room. All that was happening within one sequence that was unbelievable and from script to live that actually happened if you were there and saw that I thought that was it was just happening all oh, around you yeah. it's easy to miss some things because that was amazing crazy I saw stuff. that one and those actors had to also time their stunts to the sound design so on top That's of right. that just super well, the timing yeah the timing of the stunts to the sound oh my god yeah you have little there's there's a little uh like precursor to the to the big hits you know we'll add in little subtle heartbeat or a little crescendo here or there to kind of give them a musical cue to go off of well, listen, we, we only have a certain amount of time with each yeah. person we're going to talk to today, but we do want to open it up a little on delusion for some Q&A. Does anyone have a question? Put your hands up. There's one. Question was on location. Where, where is it going to be? Past yeah, where is it? Pomona? Uh, yes, it's, it's in the same location it was last year. All new show. Ooh, I love that spot. Any, any other... My eyes aren't good, so. I know, I gotta put feel my Oh, there's one, sorry, just shout out. I have a question. When are uh, tickets going on sale? Is that? When are tickets going on sale? Tickets, yeah. In a week, I think they're on August 5th, I think, somewhere around there? Yeah, I think August 5th, 6th. Is this on? Yep. Um, if you guys haven't, visit enterdelusion.com. You can sign up via email and text message, and they'll notify you exactly when tickets are going on sale, and I would highly recommend you do that. There's actually a, a display in the lobby as well that has a QR code that'll take you there, and you can scan it and get notified exactly when tickets are going on sale, but it's very, very soon, probably within the next week. Yeah, it's a real thing to, to get tickets to Delusion. I mean, if you go into any of the forums, people are in there talking about, oh my God, did you get them? Did you score them? Yeah. Any other questions? I thought I saw one up here. Oh, there's one. Question was, what kind of music are you listening to as you're creating a this lot. from the 70s? <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah, we have a, <laughs> I have a Spotify playlist that's all like psychedelic 
it says delusion, valley of hollows, psychedelic, rock, all that stuff from like, what's uh, Steely Dan? Like, what's yeah. Some, what's some, like, yeah. Just every, every psych rock you can possibly imagine is like constantly, as I was writing it too, I'm listening to it constantly. And that was an era that I wasn't big into in terms of music. So now I'm listening to it constantly and I'm feeling a bit cultish, yeah, for sure. Yeah, people don't know this about John. He's a fantastic guitar player. He stopped by the show one time and he ran through a song, a full Rush song on the guitar. Oh yeah. It's unbelievable. I'll yeah. Stop. Well, no, don't be bashful. <laughs> Thank you. So listen, John and Victor, you have a special surprise for everyone here, right? Oh yeah, that's right, we do. Um, so these tickets, as you said, are kind of hard to come by and this is the first time we've ever done this. This is like a $280 value. But we have, uh, for, you, sir, for two special people, um, there is a secret ticket somewhere in here, perhaps under your seat. Ooh, there we go. Um, oh my God, this looks like a Mecca. Like they're all <laughs> Who's got it? Shout out who's got to find that. it. Let's see. It's a VIP backstage pass. Oh, who's got that chaos. special? Stand up if you got, got it. Who's got it? Who's got it? Hey, all right. Oh, very exciting. Congratulations. That is so cool. Have you ever been to Delusion? Yes. Oh. Whoa. Awesome. Crimson oh, yeah. we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun with you. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Okay. All right. We've got to switch gears. I mean, we could talk about Delusion all day. We could talk about Hayride all day. We could talk about Shacktober all day, but we have to, we only have a certain amount of time in here. So let's move to Hayride. Ted Doherty, there he is. Okay, Ted, so uh, let's just start. Oh, we're gonna do the... Oh yeah, the hayride's always a thing. Okay, Ted, so uh, Midnight Falls, it's growing, it's changing, always it seems. What's new in town? Well, first off, hi everybody. Um, well, if you've been to the LA Haunted Hayride over the past couple of years, you have visited a strange town named Midnight Falls. And, well, if you didn't know, Midnight Falls is strange because it's always celebrating its 13th annual Halloween festival. It's always Halloween night in Midnight Falls. Yep. And it's always 1985. So despite those various issues, uh, things around town are sort of changing and kind of morphing and some of those changes are reflected in the town residents sometimes the changes are reflected in the local businesses sometimes in the uh, various neighborhoods uh, but one neighborhood is 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 certainly returning which is of course trick-or-treat yes oh, yeah so this is something uh, very near and dear to, to our heart uh, 
Trick or Treat's been an attraction uh, at the Hayride for long before we were involved, and we loved it, and it certainly fits into the world of Midnight Falls. This is where people can really visit uh, the, the local residents in, at their, uh, in their neighborhoods, see how the residents of Midnight Falls are uh, celebrating Halloween. And so uh, this is an opportunity to interact with some of those uh, 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 folks in the neighborhood and have some fun uh, celebrating Halloween. And of course, things are a little bit off in Midnight Falls in their neighborhood. So uh, there are some uh, different changes that we can expect uh, this season. But some of the local businesses uh, yeah. are seeing uh, some of these mutations. Uh, one of these businesses is very near and dear to my heart, the good old Midnight Mortuary. Oh. And, uh, well, listen, the... Uh, Business has been good at the Midnight Mortuary. Uh, they've been uh, very busy. Unfortunately, though, the, uh, uh, some of the employees have gone missing, and so the mortician has his hands full, uh, picking up some of the extra legwork, uh, doing some extra burying out back in the cemetery. But the problem is, uh, some of what he is burying is popping back up. And so, uh, listen, the rest of the town residents are more than happy to see their long-lost friends uh, returning and visiting, but those friends are, well, they're a little bit different. And so uh, the mortician has got a big problem on his hands. He's got a major uh, pest infestation that he's got to take care of right away because we know what happens when the undead are let loose. And so that's what we're going to see in the Midnight Mortuary Evil Earth this year. So Ooh. we're really excited about that. And there is yet another uh, local what? business that we're going to be able to uh, visit. And and uh, we haven't seen this before, um, but it's been there for a really long time on the outskirts of town. And it's the old Midnight Falls Meat and Packing Warehouse. Oh. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, uh, this was a hustling, bustling business. Uh, happy employees uh, bringing great business to the town. But uh, lately, things have kind of fallen off a little bit. Uh, it's seen better days. Uh, it's mm. a little dark there. It's a little dingy. I'm not even sure it's in business anymore. Um, uh -oh. So uh, the, the spirit of, of Halloween has cast its shadow over the, uh, the warehouse to help clean things up. And we thought, well, hey, what better uh, cleaning crew than just a, a, a massive onslaught of terrifying killer clowns in a laughter house. Yeah. Smart so, choice. This is uh, going to be replacing the Dead End Diner, if anybody remembers that. And uh, yes, but uh, well, they're going to have to face these terrifying clowns running amok in the disgusting Midnight Falls Meat and Packing Warehouse. So those are a couple of things that we could see in our local businesses. And of course, things are always changing and mutating, mutating in uh, the actual hayride itself, the main attraction. But we're not going to spill those beans just yet. In fact, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of uh, the, the residents in Town Square. Have anybody, has anybody ever met any of our residents in the oh, Midnight yeah. Falls Town Square? Yeah, I, we love them so much. I adore each and every single one of them. To me, they've always really been sort of the, the heart of the Midnight Falls. What, uh, what do you mean the heart of Midnight Falls? Oh, no. Uh-oh. 
Oh, no. It's Mayor Monty Revolta from Midnight Falls. Here we go. It's only encouraging him. You heard it here. Thank you for that thunderous standing ovation. You didn't have to, and you didn't. What do you mean the heart of Midnight Falls, Teddy? Don't you mean the fart of Midnight Falls? We all know the reason you come there, to see me, am I right? Yeah, and as a special treat for all of you, by me, not by these losers. Under your seats right now, look under your seats. Oh. Tape to the bottom of your seat, go ahead. Everyone look, under your seats. Everybody look, get up, yeah, turn those lights up. Look under your seats, tape to your bottom of your seats. It's a season pass, get under there. If you, no, look, you idiots, there's nothing under there. Oh, mayor, mayor. That is, ah. Oh. Anyways, let me just say this. It's such a treat to be here in front of all you mouth breathers, foot smellers. Oh, come on. Idiots, geeks. Oh, mayor, come on. And uh, by the looks of this crowd, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed 50 yards from churches, schools, and parks. Oh, come on. And that's just a panel. Oh, Mayor. Come on. Anyways, I do have some news to announce, if it's okay. And I do want to say thank you for dressing up this evening. Oh, jeez. All right, drum roll, please. That was the worst drum roll I ever heard. I'm glad you didn't get a season pass. All right, and I mean this from the bottom of my unbeating heart. Midsummer Scream! I, and I mean this, I'm amazed and I'm so glad to be obligated to be back at the Los Angeles Haunted Hayride, everyone. Aww. Thank you. Aww. When I mean obligated, I mean contractually obligated. It's a whole thing with community service, I don't want to talk about it. But you heard it here, way better than a gender reveal, am I right? Anything else? No, I mean, we're that, good. Yeah, we're. All right, you're well, good, but I'm good. It's me, the late Monty Revolta, and current reigning mayor of Midnight Falls, bidding you adieu. Ah, Mayor Monty Revolta. Thank you. He's got my vote. Let me just say this: I'd love to stay, but I'd rather go. Oh well, that was. Okay. Oh, one more thing. Go. Oh, here we go. I'm not joking. I really got to get out of here. I have a Brazilian wax. Oh. And it takes forever, those poor ladies. No, come on, Mayor. The... Oh, one more thing before oh, I leave. Okay. And, I, and I say this on all of our behalf. I really do mean this, Midsummer Scream. Can you guys speed up this panel? It's taking forever. Oh, come on, Mayor. No, seriously, it's longer than the Johnny Depp trial. Oh, Mayor. Oh, shut up. Oh, Mayor, too shut soon. Up. Too soon, Mayor. And I'll see you at Midnight Fall. Woo! Well, that was fun. Yeah, who would okay, so one more time for Mayor Monte Revolta, because I mean, come on. So you gotta go see him, him at Hayride. But we still have more stuff to talk about with Hayride. I mean, my goodness, the storylines for Hayride, some are huge, some are small, and you can watch them thread throughout all of Midnight Falls. Where, where do ideas like that come from? I mean, is it a middle of the night thing? You wake up and scribble something down? Is it just stuck in traffic? Well, uh, a little bit of everything, really. I mean, for, for starters, you know, we really kind of studied uh, just 
small town USA, you know, in the Midwest, East Coast, you know, big fan of like the Andy Griffith show, Mayberry, oh. that kind of stuff. And using that as sort of the foundation of what the, the of what Midnight Falls would have been had Halloween not taken over. And so uh, I think we matched that with sort of all of our like love of that childlike joy of, of Halloween, traditional Halloween, as well as scary Halloween, and kind of put that over this small town kind of vibe. And so any of the, the creative decisions are always dictated by those parameters. And so inspiration in answer to your question comes really from anywhere from, you know, restaurant napkins to, to, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and, you know, writing down a note or whatever, as long as any of those types of, of, of ideas uh, fall within that parameter, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, we'll toss those ideas out, reimagine them or whatever. Yeah. But that's kind of how uh, that all, that process works, is just using those uh, kind of basic facts for us. You know, you said scary Halloween, but I mean, as we just witnessed with our special guest, comedy plays such a key role, not, not just in Hayride, but I mean, there's, there's moments of, of levity and laughter in, in all the events we're going to talk about. Why is comedy such a thing in something where you wouldn't expect to find it? Well, I think comedy and horrors really go hand in hand. Mm. You know, I've grown up being a huge fan of like American Werewolf in London mm. and, and Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein or goes to Mr. Chicken, those types of things. So, uh, you know, for us, you know, uh, we're in the, the horror business. And so people are paying to be scared, but we can't just give a barrage of just jump scares constantly. Otherwise, people become desensitized. And so yeah. we need to have the ebb and flow of that whole type of, of presentation. And so uh, comedy works so well. So even if I get one person to, to chuckle just a little bit, yeah. well, at that one moment, they've let their guard down. And that's a perfect opportunity to, to scare them. To scare them. Sometimes we'll do something a little bit more, you know, drawn out, more psychologically driven. But just for, for uh, comedy to kind of help uh, create that sort of comedy relief, I think, is, is, is really crucial for what we're doing. Yeah, I think it's also like a bit of a misdirect, right? Like, you have the people that always want to go to a haunted event, and they're like, well, I'm not going to be scared. I'm the tough guy. I'm not going to be scared by anything. But then they run into one of the characters, and they get a good laugh out of it, and they're like, all right, I'm having a good time now. So it kind of gets them to let their guard down, maybe take a little more, you know, participate in the event a little bit more, too. You mentioned, you said the word desensitize, and we didn't get to get to this question earlier, but I really do want to hear what you all say, because for us, spooky season is, you know, a couple months throughout the year, and, and then we let it go for a bit. We come back to it when it arrives again. But you all live in that world all year round. I mean, how, what, can things scare you anymore? Can, have you become desensitized to things? Does anything startle you? For me, yeah. I mean, it's about the suspension of disbelief. So I have, I, if I'm not going to go to some of my favorite haunted attractions or whatever, and if I don't get startled or scared, then it's like, well, it's mm. not as much fun anymore. So that's why, I, like, especially going to places like Delusion, like, yep. it's like a lot of times I don't want to know any spoilers or anything like that. So that way I can go in and live that adventure and really be able to, to soak that in. Same thing as any other different Halloween events or whatever. I try to go in and have fun with it. I mean, it's not like I'm getting terrified of them as like real monsters, but it's just about kind of letting the guard down and having fun. So I think, uh, for at least for me, that's something that I, I try to really kind of 
always hold on to just a yeah. little bit. So that way, when I'm writing and creating this stuff, I want to make people feel the way that I felt, you know, going through these different attractions through the years. Oh, yeah, I, was, I echo what Ted said about, um, I was a big Delusion fan, I think I spoke on this last year, before um, being involved as a producer and working with John. And uh, one of the most difficult thing was the fact that I read the script last year and I knew you know, essentially what was coming, I told John, I'm like, wow, man, this sucks. Like, I'm never going to get to experience this again the way that I did. So, uh, I don't know, this year, John, surprise him, just skipping every other page so that I can enjoy it again. But uh, what scares me, big chicken, you turn the lights out and put me in darkness, I'm afraid no matter what. So, walking through a haunted house, the lights go out, I'm grab I thought you were grabbing saying, who's a big chicken. I was like, how big is this chicken? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm curious what scares Braver though in his twisted mind. Oh, John, what scares you? Oh, well, I mean, I was a stuntman for a long time, so like, I get scared to death just doing these things, falling off buildings and crashing cars and stuff like this. <laughs> that, that stuff terrifies me. I'm scared right now on this stage. But no. uh, I'm just I went with dark. He goes with jumping off buildings. I know. So. <laughs> I know. That's the real scare. But I, I'm, I am a scaredy cat. Like I remember. We had uh, Jackie Credifield, who, used to, who works here. She uh, would scare me constantly at the at delusions. She just just going around a corner, pot, like jump scares like that. I get, I'm such a scaredy cat. I'm so easily frightened. So yes, I still it's not I'm not desensitized to it. Like I still I, I freak out over the tiniest little things all the time. So I've, I'm I'm still terrified of things. I think, but when it comes to like horror for me, like delusion especially, is more psychological horror. Not so much the jump scare. We take care of that with, you know, with all yeah. the other 13th floor properties and everything. This one's just more of the lingering fear. I want people to leave and not sleep very well. My God. <laughs> I can't imagine what you'd see during an inkblot test. That would be something. <laughs> so, listen, I want to talk a little bit about flow because the flow of all these events, it works so well. And I can't even really wrap my head around how you do that with that many people. I mean, how, how, does, that, how does that work? How does it... We do it very adequately on some nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think for at least speaking for the Hayride, you know, we're we're very grateful for a wonderful operations team that really kind of yeah. is is addressing that constantly. We're dealing with with uh, tractors and, and and drivers and stuff, and we're getting a lot of people through the uh, the attraction, and so it, it's it's a huge beast and, and a wonderful operations team that are always kind of working on adjusting things and. Because so you certainly don't want to sacrifice the show, but I mean that's a very large scale. Every one of these attractions have to address throughput in its own sort of way. Uh, delusion is a pulsed experience as well, yep. and so uh, you know. So I think, and even our walkthrough attractions, we're still working on 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 always adjusting the flow to make sure we're giving the the folks the the, the best show possible. A little bit of trivia as we look at tractors here. Is anybody here f really familiar with tractors? What a question. Okay. <laughs> I was not at all familiar with tractors, and tractors do something called regen. Is anybody familiar with that? No. Okay, so what tractors do is during the middle of the night sometimes, they have to decide that they need to go into regen mode, which means they stop right where they are and go through a regen cycle that takes some amount of time. But the, the fun thing about it is, they don't ever warn you that that's gonna happen. It's not timed in a certain way that you can figure it out. So, uh, yeah, it creates, what a rude some, it, it, it creates some fun times, you know, to, to these guys' point when you're trying to get all of you guys through on a busy Saturday <laughs> night, but. It sounds like the track was like a union worker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my break. Yeah, I'm, done. I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> Talk to the other one. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> you know, it, it, with Hayride especially, like it, it's so fascinating to me that there, when I go to Hayride, there's 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 moments that. I'm expect, like, I, expecting, I want to hear a chainsaw at some point, you know, and that's always so great. And then there's always new moments where I'm like, well, they did that? What, what are they doing here? I mean, how, how conscious is that effort to come up with the new moments, the, the things that will, that will change? Um, well, we're very conscious of it. I mean, uh, I've been attending the Hayride for, for many years, realized that, you know, that it's, it's uh, such a L.A. kind of staple yeah. and and you know as, as storytellers i think it's you know imperative that we're always watching our audience and really kind of studying and and, and making sure that we're always providing up some new element because we have so many repeat visitors that uh we need to make things fresh for them but we're talking about different narratives and things like that we can't uh, go so deep dive that that a person right off the street for yeah. the very first time visiting the, the hayride they can't uh digest the information so we want to make sure it, the, the narratives and all that stuff flow really well for for folks who uh, have been visiting us for years all the way to the people who are discovering us for the first time so it's really important to keep things fresh and new for those repeat customers but yeah. uh, but clear for for the yeah for delicate the balance folks. yeah absolutely yeah, there, there was as some of you may know there was a very conscious effort made in in 2019 to create Midnight Falls and to create the actual place that you're going to when you're going to Hayride so that that way every year to Ted's point we can add those new elements, new businesses, new characters and uh, kind of keep that story fresh and that was definitely a, a conscious thought process that we could you know, build on it each year. Was, was Midnight Falls always the, the town name? Did you bounce a couple of others out there? Can you share them? We did. I don't. I don't know if you remember any of them. I, I remember them, but I'm not going to share them. But, I, but, but, <laughs> but no, we went through a lot, and uh, but once uh, we landed on Midnight Falls, we're like, that's, that's it. The one. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking about it, and and we were talking about how it would be the town name, but it also had a, a different meaning with Midnight Falls as well as just uh. being a town name. So, you know what's so great about about every event we're discussing is is and I mean I'm certain Shacktober will be this way as well. There's almost this cohesiveness because it feels like very familial. Like, do you get a lot of people returning that want to be involved with delusion and want to be involved with hayriding? And I want to work this again. I want to I'll give me a part again. Do you get that? Yeah, absolutely. For us, yeah, I think for for both not, not only our employees but certainly the guests, they want to come back and and and, and revisit and especially interact with the different characters. So that way they can because those characters uh, actually hold the secrets to Midnight Falls and mm. why it's this way. And so the more folks interact with these uh, different townsfolk, uh, the, the more they'll they'll learn. And so some uh, of our, our guests have turned more into fans and really kind of uh, taking part in that. And so it's been fun to see that. Yeah, yeah. I think as we move forward, some of the new uh, elements that'll be added will also get added around those characters that have become fan favorites and kind of wrap them around other parts of the event still as well. Yeah, and John, you get a lot of people, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, over the eight, se when I will be eight seasons here, we've had over about 50 original characters in the Delusion show. And it's funny, as you guys were talking, I just thought about this idea of like, sort of a, not a Delusion land, you know, <laughs> where you have all the different 50 characters from all the different shows kind of interacting in different ways. And I Ooh, thought that'd be kind of cool. for that. Yeah, I thought that'd be fun. But um, yeah, we have a lot of, Delusion's uh, very familial, as, as you said. Yeah. It's, it's, we have a lot of um, actors. We, we pride ourselves on real high quality actors. So, because there's a lot of interactive moments and they have to think on their feet uh, and really, 
unfold the story as they're trying to corral people as well too. So that's, they're pretty talented, but they want to come back because it's such a visceral, incredible experience to be such you know face to face with intimate groups at a time. And it's it's there's no other acting experience like it. So that's why we have people just dying to to perform in it. Yeah, that's what's so, so fascinating about, about Delusion Hayride. I'm, I'm certain Shacktober as well. It feels like you're in that world. It doesn't feel like you're witnessing a show. You're actually there. I mean, it, anyone who's attended, you would agree? Thank you. Yeah, Not I, all at I once. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Well, okay, listen, we don't have much... How much time do we have? I'm keeping an eye on the clock because we only have a little bit of time and I want to get to everything. So we got to move on to Shacktober. And there's a little video, right? We got a video. We got a video, yep. Oh, that's awesome. What's up, Long Beach, and welcome to Midsummer Scream. This year, I am taking over Southern California for my own twist on Halloween at Shacktoberfest! <laughs> With the historic Queen Mary as the backdrop, Shacktoberfest will be the ultimate Halloween destination this October. This event has something for everyone family-friendly trick-or-treating during the day, frightfully fun nightmare haunted trails, exciting live entertainment, and delicious food and drinks. Visit Shacktoberfest. <clears throat> Visit Shacktoberfest.com and sign up for early access. Shacktoberfest. Tickets go on sale soon. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Oh, wow. That is very cool. Okay, so, I mean, we don't know anything about it. It's new. It's exciting. Tell yeah. us how this is different, wh yeah, what this I, is doing I, in the landscape. I think the biggest thing that's different about this event than any other event really in the area is that it definitely has an all-ages approach. And when the original release came out about the event, um, I think a lot of people expected it to be all ages for the entire evening, and that's definitely not the case, as this room would probably be excited about. But the first few hours of the night are very family-friendly, so you're going to have uh, trick-or-treating, trick-or-treat trails, you're going to have different forms of entertainment, activities that the kids can partake in, um, food and beverage, of course, both uh, non-alcoholic and alcoholic beverages. Um, and just really a, a fun time for the family. When we sat down with Shaq and his team about this event, it was really important to them that everybody could attend. Um, so his, his fan base is really broad from little kids all the way up through grandparents, and it was important to him to say, I want everybody to be able to partake in my, my take on Halloween. So definitely an all-ages approach. Um, something this room may be more interested in is around 8 o'clock, 8.30 every night when the kids start to get tired and head off to bed. Um, the witching hour happens at Shacktoberfest. Oh. And uh, the lighting changes, the sound changes, the animatronics come to life, and above all, the scare actors are released into the event for the nighttime portion of the event. Those trick-or-treat trails that um, the kids experience during the day turn into nighttime terror trail mini mazes for the, the people that want to get scared. But another thing that went into this event in designing it is um, some self-reference criteria myself. Oh, that's uh, great. <laughs> is uh, contrary to my chosen profession, my wife wants nothing to do with being scared ever. But she's a giant Halloween fan, right? So as my kids have gotten older, my kids are very much into attending haunted events, going through the mazes, but my wife wants nothing to do with it, but she still attends the event with us. And I don't feel like anybody's ever really focused on that element. So for the people in this room, you know, if you have friends or family members that maybe 
um, don't want to go to a real scary event with you. Everything at Shacktoberfest as it relates to being scared is very optional, right? So you can still hang out in, in, in the worlds and immerse in the environment. If you want to be scared, there's the opportunity there for you to do that, but you don't have to be. So uh, I kind of designed it a little bit around, around my wife. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, at nighttime, definitely more of a, of a nighttime party atmosphere. And uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. I think it's a, a really yeah. interesting twist on celebrating Halloween. Definitely more of a Halloween festival and party atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, that, I, and I find myself looking for stuff like this all the time because, I mean, yeah, it's great to go out and be, be scared, experience moments of things like delusion and, and hayride, but, I mean, sometimes you just want to be amongst Halloween stuff and maybe, yeah. maybe take the family. I, yeah, I, really I mean, like not, you know, not to sound too cliche in these days, but, like, we all spent a long time apart, and to be able to bring everybody back together yeah. and celebrate Halloween all together, um, I think is going to be uh, a whole lot of fun. Trick or treat so. trails—that's fun. That's all. Everybody uh, loves candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the older folks can go trick or treating too during the day. You don't have to. Oh, just... all right. <laughs> Sold. So let, let's talk a little bit about the event. I mean, Shaq is going to be an active part of this, obviously. Can you talk a little bit more about where we will find Shaq? Yeah, uh, one of the things that was important to, to him and to us was to wrap him around the event creatively, not just, you know, put his name on it. But as you see in the name, Shacktoberfest, um, uh, definitely some very punny involvements of Shaq's name in the event. Um, but also, you know, his likeness. Ah! Shackenstein. So I'm going I'm to leave it up to the imagination as to what Shackenstein might be. Um, but Best this Airbnb is, ever. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, here's an example of a way that we can take Shaq's image and likeness and incorporate it into something that's fun that, that everybody can engage with. I mean, it's no secret he can't be there every night, although he will be appearing at the event. Um, but, you know, definitely having him involved uh, creatively has been a lot of fun. You know, what you guys see on the, the video there earlier was all him ad-libbing and, and just having fun with Halloween. I was blown away to see the things that he was coming up with and, and uh, how he thinks about Halloween. So it's, it's pretty cool. Now, you, you said it, Shaq's fun. Like, he's yeah. just known as a very fun, big personality. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me that this is, hasn't happened before because it seems like such a perfect fit. Halloween is so fun. Halloween's a big thing. What was the beginning of this? How does something like this even happen? Does Shaq phone? Yeah, you know what? That's a, it's a pretty common question when I tell people about it. And yeah. They're like, how did this come together? But we actually uh, shared a mutual friend, and that oh. friend knew what uh, 13th Floor did, knew what we did around Halloween primarily, and knew that Shaq, um, if you guys have been paying attention, has gotten more involved in live events in the last few years. And, you know, full disclosure, this event was conceptualized and, and we started talking about it several years ago. As we all know, the world got disrupted there for a little bit and the event was put on hold. But uh, now it's back in, in full force and we're excited uh, to bring it here to Long Beach, especially. You know, a town that has a long history of Halloween entertainment. And uh, we look forward to bringing Halloween entertainment back this year. The city has been uh, fantastic in welcoming it. And they're, they're happy about it as well. And bringing in all ages Shacktoberfest, uh, they thought was a fantastic idea. Originally, it wasn't supposed to be in Long Beach. But uh, through an interesting happenstance, we connected with Long Beach. And here we are. And it's, it's quite a big space that you're going to be taking. I mean, it, yeah. 
Yeah, can there's, you speak on that There's six different themed areas of the attraction. Uh, you'll see them here. They all have a very kind of creepy village by the sea kind of feel to them. Um, and uh, very Halloween, uh, Diesel's Pumpkin Patch. I don't know if any of you here are following Shaq's DJ career these days. Yeah, but of course, Shaq Diesel. So if you want to use your imagination without giving too much away, uh, when the Witching Hour app happens, uh, Diesel Pumpkin, Diesel's Pumpkin Patch definitely kicks it up a few notches with sound and light and, and a, a very fun atmosphere for, for people to experience that at night. But uh, yeah, everything from the Pumpkin Patch to Pirate's Cove to Dead Man's Wharf, you'll get to experience each one of those lands as a, a themed environment with different food and beverage offerings, different attractions, uh, different activities that you can do. Yeah, here's oh, wow. a layout here. Um, but a lot of fun, you know, and, and like I said, above all, um, if you've got friends that are maybe a little apprehensive, get them there and maybe you can convince them to get into the scarier parts and uh, maybe uh, get another convert to haunted entertainment. Yeah, plus there's that break you mentioned. There's going to be that break where, hey, if you got to yeah. take, someone's got to take the kids home, you can Yeah, and that'll be, very, that'll be very definitive. You know, obviously we don't want kids, you know, there when they... When it, when it turns scary if they don't want to be there. So that'll be very posted, you know, every evening so that you know this is when the witching hour happens and if you don't want to be scared, you should probably uh, head home before that. I want to run the gamut with the whole, the whole panel again. Speak on, on what you want people to feel after they attend. When they're leaving the event, what do you hope that they feel? John, do you want to kick things off? Uh, yeah, that... That hasn't changed over all the years. It's just, it's, it's kind of what the cliche that we were talking about before about bringing people back together again, especially now after this, what we've gone through is uh, I want people to, what happened? What do I miss? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Some more Shaq. Big, yeah. Yeah, something uh, I didn't oh. touch on. He'll be, he'll be there um, via video screen, via audio. He's narrated all of the, the scare trails and, and mini mazes, as well as the soundtrack for the event. Wow. And as, you, as we were talking about Diesel's Pumpkin Patch, I'm sure you can imagine that'll feature some select Shaq It's like if George Orwell wrote there. a Shaq novel. That's amazing. <laughs> he's in your dreams. Sorry, John. <laughs> no, no. It's like, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's an imposing figure. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's just in short, it's it's just I want people to feel like um, they've just been through this uh, wild experience together and kind of bring bring more uh, friendship and just finding new friends mm. among strangers. Um, it's it, I love it when people come back to the show and they bring their friends too. They want to see how they react to it too. And then at the end of the show, we've had people who who were strangers in the beginning and then they meet at the end and we've had marriages come out of that. We've had people coming wow. back with their babies and say, this is a delusion baby. I met this person here. <laughs> so it's like, we've, we've had that happen a few times. This um, is a delusion baby. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> they branded it too. I'm just kidding. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's mostly just, that's, that's from the very beginning till now. It's just seeing, that's the most exciting thing is seeing people come out of it just screaming and laughing and holding each other. It's, it's such a joy. Like that's what this is really all about. Yeah. And Victor, what do you want people to feel after they've witnessed your sound design? Uh, you know, listen, I, I was a huge fan of Escape from Horrorland, uh, the video game growing up. And so wow. I always appreciated all the environmental kind of just, you know, subtleties of like crickets and the haunted winds and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, I just hope that when you walk away, you remember being immersed in delusion and that, you know, the soundscape of it haunts you a little bit, but in a comforting, cool, exciting kind of way. <laughs> and also, hopefully, you won't just remember the creatures 
um, you know, by their visual design, but also you remember what they sound like. And yeah. hopefully that'll, you know, kind of uh, make its way into your dreams or nightmares, whichever it may be. That sounds comforting to me. So, Ted, what, what well, do you Yeah, want? for me, it's about escapism. We're in the entertainment business. So if, you know, if we're an evening, uh, if, if we can get folks to kind of forget about, uh, you know, the bills that they have to pay, regular life for a while, and... and, and pretend that they're in the world of Midnight Falls for an evening, I think, you know, we're, we're on the right track. Yeah. And Chris, yours is going to be a little bit different, right? But I mean, still, you want people to feel yeah, there in the world. I, I, listen, at any one of our events, I want people to leave uh, thinking they had fun. You know, they had a yeah. good time and they celebrated the season that we all love. I think as it relates to Shacktoberfest specifically this year, want people to have experienced something new and something yeah. different. And, and I really do hope that people can share that experience with some people maybe they haven't been able to do that with before. Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm excited for all of these. Uh, and I, I wanna run the gamut again and give out the website. John. Oh, visit enterdelusion.com. That's my point, who's got the enterdelusion. Monty out com. here for that. Enterdelusion.com, yeah, you get on that as soon as possible because again, they're a very finite number of tickets. Uh, yeah. you know, 240 people a night, 250 and a little bit more. So um, I'd get on that as soon as possible, those yeah. of you who've because you can sign up. You can sign up right now to be. Yeah, right so now you'll know time to when sign tickets up. enter delusion.com. Yeah. As soon as humanly possible. And those tickets go super fast. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. And the Hayride website. LAHauntedHayride.com. And I think there was a QR code earlier on when people were getting seated that mm. you could kind of scan earlier. Yeah, uh, just for information. Some, some, between some of the panel presentations as well, but there's a QR code that'll notify you of uh, early access. And if you visit the, the booth at the entryway down there, you can spin the wheel and try to win a ticket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and for Shacktoberfest, shacktoberfest.com. You can register there with your email address and, and cell phone number, and you'll get notified when tickets go on sale. But yeah, we got something special. At every one of our events, those of you our panels that, that we've done in the past, we always do ticket giveaways. And, and we're not going to change that this time. So oh. if you want to attend Shacktoberfest, go ahead and get your phone out and text Shack to that phone number, 833-913-3848. And if you would like to attend Hayride, uh, text the word Hayride to that number. Uh, you can only enter once, and it's only for the folks in this room. Uh, we made sure that there's enough tickets loaded in there that everybody in this room should get a ticket to at least one of the events. And uh, So we're not above bribing you guys to come and listen to us talk. <laughs> you lucky bunch. All right, make sure you text. Okay, 833-913-3848, either Shaq or Hayride. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you is right. Thank you to John, Victor, Ted, Chris. Oh my gosh, another round of applause. Just brilliant. They're keeping spooky season amazing. And thanks to everyone else for coming. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope and original music composed by Chris Thomas. We're counting down to Halloween with daily podcasts, videos, and events in our 61-day Hauntathon. Follow along at the link in our show notes. Our Hauntathon is made possible through generous support from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com slash demo. That's gantam.com slash demo. 
Our Hauntathon team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Our partners for this year's Hauntathon include Sharp Productions, HorrorBuzz.com, ScareTrack, TheScareFactor.com, and Hauntopic Radio. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our Hauntathon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our Hauntathon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at HauntedAttractionNetwork.com. We'll catch you back here tomorrow and every day until Halloween. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.